0: Hey there, internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because both it and the comic are truly, truly, just awfully outrageous. The most outrageous. In fact, I think this is ultimate outrageous because this is issue twenty-six of Gem and the Holograms. This is the end of Gem as we know it. Though the comic book will be continuing in another format, starting with the Gem Infinite crossover event, and then we'll see how it goes from there.
1: This is this is it, you guys. This is the episode.
0: Oh, uh, and the cover with like the whole taking a bow at the end thing. Of course, it's a Bartell cover. You have to go out in a Bartell cover. What great amuses me is that Aja is wearing those tights that are color blocked so that it looks like they're stockings with garters. I also like that she's just wearing a letterman jacket with Aja on the back. I still love, if only in the Bartell covers, Rhea going for an orange look even though she's more yellow in the rest of the series. So yeah, this is, this is truly outrageous part three. Spoiler
1: alert everybody, there's no riot in this.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Considering that last time we saw Jerrica, she was being propositioned by Riot. We should date! I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here, so... I don't know, Riot died on the way back to his home planet. What the recap page covers is Rio uh, finding out that Jerrica is Jem. Still, holy crud. Rhea getting approached by the camera crew being like, we know Jem has a secret, you should tell us what it is. Rapture and Minx decide to break up Kimber because they think she is the worst. Aja is genuinely concerned as to whether Rio will blab Jem's secret to everybody and thus end their careers. And Jerica's very upset by this. And the most important thing happens, which is Kimber trips over a ledge falls down, and then wakes up next to lava. Which is where we start the next issue. On a ledge somewhere in Maui. Maui doesn't even have any active volcanoes, right?
1: It doesn't. Kimber sits up and she's like, I'm so hurdy. Why is everything hurdy? And she's got
0: uh, dance legs for today made of twigs and tissue paper. And then she looks out and says, am I hallucinating or is that lava? Well, we get an answer to that
1: question later in the issue. We snap back to the holograms in their house, which involves Aja saying she's going to call somebody and Stormer kind of flips by going, who cares about your dumb
0: charity show right now? Which I guess is implying that this person that she's going to call, Kiani, is um, sort of their liaison for this event that they're here for in Hawaii. Luckily, though, Craig is not only the best boyfriend, but also the best brother. He mediates immediately, although I would really, really love to see Stormer and Aja fight. I mean, Stormer definitely can't take Aja in a fight. Nobody can. But she's also driven by rage and panic. And rage and panic add at least 50% strength. And Stormer is also very cute. She has a face that would be hard to hit. I feel like we need to figure out some like fighting game stats for this situation. Anyway, Craig intervenes and then goes, wait, you're not calling about the concert, are you? is a pragmatist. I would not put that past her. But Aja shouts, of course not. She's from here. She's gonna help us find Kimber. Kimber is my sister, remember? What I love is that Kiani picks up the phone halfway through this conversation and is exposed to some of the yelling as a result. Turns out that Kiani is going to be on her way. She's going to be coming over. Someone's like, should we try calling hospitals, police? Jerrica is already on the phone doing that. But as per the usual things in television, it has not been long enough for her to have a uh, missing persons report. Which, Mac, you explained this to me once. There's some kind of different latency with that when it comes to missing persons reports, right
1: namely if you can show that the person is probably in danger or they did not leave of their free will they don't hold you to that 24 hour thing anymore
0: oh okay
1: it could be a stalker and in the case of a celebrity they'd almost definitely hop to it
0: jerica says let's go through all the possibilities see if it can trigger any ideas and then we cut immediately to 40 minutes later of all the ideas and it's like this is getting us nowhere Thank you, Kelly, for not making us watch that entire conversation. I like that Kimber creates that many scenarios. You cannot discount anything when it comes to Kimber. One of the scenarios was probably saw a cool butterfly. Saw something that reminded her of Stormer. Then saw another thing that reminded her of Stormer. Put her phone
1: down and grabbed the phone next to it on accident thinking it was hers and is now just texting random people.
0: Has not yet noticed. Anyway, Kiani shows up. Kiani is incredibly cute. Judging by the rest of this issue, I think it's implied since Kiani and Aja know each other so well, Kiani seems like another one of Aja's, like, Super good friends, ex-girlfriends? I think so, yeah. I get the feeling they dated and parted amicably. I get that feeling as well. Of course, I just want to live in a world in which Aja leaves a string of, like, cute and incredibly capable exes that are very useful and friendly across the world. It's like global frequency, but with bisexuality. So
1: half the group is leaving the house, planning to go search for Kimber. Rhea gets an idea.
0: Because Aja says, I don't think even Kimber would try a joke like this, if only because she knows I would murder her. And Rhea's like, murder. 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 Jokes and poor taste. Murder. Jokes. Poor taste. Murder. Jokes. German. Stingers.
1: And Rhea goes, I know what this is. I know who did this. And she turns and runs towards the house next door.
0: Rhea runs like a complete dork and I love it. She looks like somebody who's just setting out for a jog and isn't very good at it yet. So uh, Rhea immediately goes over to the Stinger's house and the Stingers are like, oh, are you trying to beg to come back now? It's not going to work. And Rhea comes in with the most dramatic, where is Kimber Benton? What have you done with her? What? How dare you? We love
1: Kimber Bitten. We would never- Oh, sorry. I cannot. It's too hard to pretend to love Kimber.
0: Ah, truest thing. They are terrible and I love them. And they hate Kimber, which means that both of our blue haired ladies are about to kill.
1: Craig grabs his sister. Kiani grabs Aja.
0: And we get a great shot of Rhea's arms. Oh my god, right? They are lovingly depicted super muscles. Rhea's like, start talking or we let Stormer and Aja have their way with you. My guess is you're not going to look so pretty when it's done. Ugh,
1: it is no big deal. We try to break up Kimber and her girlfriend. Send her on a date and have her stand it up. Stood up. Yes, stood up. So then they fight It's harmless
0: joke. What's really great about this panel where Kiani is holding Aja back is that Kiani says, yeah, I fought Aja before she bites. So it turns out that Kimber hasn't come back. It might not actually be so harmless, which is also great because it absolutely was a harmless joke.
1: Yeah, it was a harmless joke. It's just Kimber happened to it.
0: I do really love this panel where Minx and Rapture are both going, oops. I love that Minx is going like, oops. Just very good poses. And Rhea's like, get in the car now. All right, all right. So bossy. Rhea's even escorting Rapture to the car. She's in the same kind of pose as though she is like escorting a fugitive to a police vehicle or something. She definitely hasn't pinned Rapture's arms behind her back, but she looks like she's strongly considering it. So we go to somewhere in Maui again. We come to that cliffside romantic picnic that the lady set up. And while everybody is going towards that picnic table, Rapture and Ming's have an aside, and Rapture's like, I hope nothing really happened to her.
1: Yes, this is a less fun now, and as Minx points out, plus I am a tiny amount afraid of Aja. Same. As you should be.
0: Meanwhile, Stormer has found Kimber's phone, and if Kimber is without her phone, she must be dead. So they shout for her, and then Minx thinks to look over the edge of the cliff and sees, oh, red hair! Max Schnell. And then we have what I've seen isolated before as basically the most modern gem in the holograms panel, which is, does anyone have a cell signal? I love the commitment of making sure that every single person has a no speech bubble. And the fact that everybody's phones are slightly different and also appropriately color coordinated. You think Stormer has like a bunch of different phone cases just to match to her outfits? Yes. 100 I also love how all the stingers and ex-stingers have matching phone cases. And then Kiani once more takes charge of the situation. She says, Shayna, you and Rhea drive down the mountain until you get a signal, then call an ambulance. Also, I have climbing gear in my freaking Jeep. We're doing this. Aja, get swole. I love how Aja doesn't even argue. It's just, yep, we're going down to get my sister. They must have had a great relationship while they were together. It was like extreme dating. As they're rappelling down the cliffside, Keani calls out to Kimber and that's when we find out that she's not next to lava at all. Watch out for the lava. She is actually near the water side though so she's on like the edge of the island. However no lava. Lava? What is she talking about?
1: I'm not sure. Hallucinating maybe? Oh
0: I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> yeah I'm sorry this is not Mount Wadanatahudu. Wadanuihuhu? Whatever it's called. If we're playing by the rules in which getting hit by lighting rigging will put you in the hospital and break your leg for quite a while, then we do also have to work by the conceit that being near lava is bad. Yeah, lava's hot and you don't want to be anywhere near it. Anyway, Kimber's leg hurts.
1: She's okay. She's going to be okay, Aja calls back up to everybody up top.
0: Yeah, and that's when we see the top of the cliff and see that everyone has been watching them repel their way down. (laughs) And Minx says, oh,
1: thank God, because obviously she didn't want to be beaten up by Aja.
0: So we go to the Maui Hospital. It's clear that some time has passed because Kimber says that they are releasing her today. And Kiyani brings her flowers and says, can't have you dying before the big show. Yes, finally, someone who has priorities I can get behind. It's been a bad sprain, a minor concussion, but she really is actually pretty fine. And the nurse comes in and it's like... There are too many main characters in this room. What are you doing here? Everybody needs to leave. This is not actually how hospitals work. The nurse like basically bull rushes everybody out. She escorts everyone out except for her actual relatives who get a couple more minutes and then they have to leave. And Shayna wants to apologize. Kimber is like, you're not leaving the band again when you're not allowed. No, it turns out it is actually about leaving the band, but it's about when she left the band and coming back because, well, like we discussed in our interview with Kelly Thompson, there was originally plans for Shayna to be in Milan for much longer and to really explore that a bit more. But well, that didn't happen. And we need to tie up some emotional loose ends. And what better place than a hospital bed? That is where most important conversations take place in soap operas. It's true. Luckily, no one has amnesia. Yet. They're still fine. So Shayna just sort of apologizes and talks about how she has been feeling a little more emotionally adrift ever since they got back. But well, seeing Kimber in the hospital and having more sister danger... Well, it's just sort of reminded her that her sisters are really important and she doesn't want to close her eyes. She doesn't want to fall asleep because she'll miss you, babe. Oh God, Annie! And she don't want to miss a thing. You keep doing this to me. What have I done besides support you day after day after day? This is how you support me, Kit. And then Rhea comes in. (laughs) She comes in on the family sister hug where Kimber is like, be careful of my ouchies. And she's like, uh,
1: I have, um, another secret.
0: I was hoping that this other problem would be riot related, but it's not. It's more loose ends we need to actually directly address. And I have to say that Rey is posing in particular on this page where she talks is really good. Super cute. She is very
1: curled in on herself. Yeah, because she's kind of expecting them to, uh, probably be upset.
0: Because she reveals she knows Jerica's gym. we get this great beat panel where they're all just staring at her, <laughs> and I love that she just calls them the TV people—the ones following Stormer. Anyway, Raya points out that the TV people have been heckling her for this big secret, and that probably uh, Minx and Rapture are responsible because, again, that seems like a thing that they would do. Why did you ever voluntarily associate yourself with these people, Rhea? To be in a big band and play good music. It just turns out you can have that and also have a good working relationship with your band. Yeah, go figure. But Rhea needs help figuring out how to get rid of the TV people. And Jerrica goes full chaotic evil. Although, I would argue that this is lawful evil. So the line is, it may not be the secret they came looking for, or the band they want to dirt on, but I think we can give them something juicy. And get some much needed payback with Minx and Rapture, too. Kimber labels this as chaotic evil. This level of machination is definitely lawful evil. Or even neutral evil. That's like you level machination. And would you say that because it is working with some confines of laws and limits? Yes. Okay. Chaotic evil would just be, let's kill them. Let's kill the TV crew and the Stingers. Which Aja is for. Aja is the one who has the potential to go full chaotic evil. So we go back to the house that the Stingers have been staying at, where Rapture and Manx are just having some coffee in the kitchen. And oh, drop everything, Lindsay's show is on. Heck Yes! I love it when Lindsay shows up. After the
1: break, a local TV crew filling for the Misfits reality show in Maui caught the Stingers on tape talking about her dislike of fellow bandmate Minx. Could this trouble in paradise sound the end of the Stingers?
0: Well, I mean, for starters, she's just a terrible musician, but that doesn't even begin to deal with her personality. Such a nightmare. And she's always saying words wrong. It's like, you're a world traveler. Learn American already. And they think she's so smart. Oh, God. <laughs> Minx immediately turns on Rapture with the most amazing expression on her face. Minx, no, I would never. You know I adore you. I don't know what that is. It can't be real. Learn American. And then she chases her like the mob and grease chase cartoon rapture. Anybody want to translate what she's screaming? Oh, that seems to be I'll kill you dead. And now we go to the concert because it's a Gem in the Holograms comic. Therefore, it has to end on a concert. There are some tropes that I enjoy every time. And one of them is silhouette, dark drumsticks counting out tick, tick. Check. Tick before the song starts and I I love it every time. <laughs> and I love how huge Shayna's hair is. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Like everybody's hair is gigantic. We're doing holograms for everybody. It's real good. If Rhea didn't know, that would have had to be a thing, right? Because they use holograms on everybody for the performances. So they would have to come up with a lot of excuses really quick about hair extensions and costumes that she never gets to see. Rhea would have to do all of her hair and makeup herself and get all of her costumes herself and be perplexed as to why it never matches up to the extravagance that the holograms managed to pull off so yeah this is our last song it's super cute we get these big splash pages of everybody rocking out and then we have something very similar to the uh to the cover yeah of a shot from behind everybody arm in arm waving for a cheering crowd oh god and after the show ray is like i'm so happy right now guys oh my god and Jem says, I don't know if I can let this go. Let what go? Being Jem. Being Jem and the holograms, but what if Rio. Because remember, because
1: remember, Rio knows. Speaking of which,
0: we head home back to the hologram house and also Rhea's staying with them for a while. And can we also just talk real quick about how I think this might actually be my favorite Shayna look for the whole comic here with her hair all swooped to one side? Yeah, that's real good. Yeah, and like that really cute long blouse. Yeah, with the black short shorts or a skirt or whatever that is. It's very cute. Mostly they talk
1: about how it was a, a, kind of an emotionally draining thing for Jerica, and she's got a bit of a headache and then they talk about about how Kimber will constantly steal their clothes and Kimber tries to defend herself. So they're like, no, you, you're you thieving. Rhea really likes charcoal.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, she's got a whole lot of yellow and black in her wardrobe. Charcoal was the most, like, variants that she was able to get for a while. And then Kimber abruptly comes to a stop and everybody crashes into her. And we get some great panels of them bickering. Ow, my butt. Who is touching my butt? Maybe if
1: you move your leg and i sorry. And then they realize that the reason Kimber stopped is because Rio is sitting on their doorstep. How long was he waiting? Well, I kind of imagine that since this was all planned before they initially broke up, he had her airplane ticket so he knew it about when she was getting home. Remember, this is smart Rio.
0: So, Rio asks if they can be alone. Maybe in the music studio, which. Did Jerrica tell him that's where Synergy lives? Also, technically, since Jerrica has the earrings on all the time, Synergy is always listening. We try not to worry about that one. We get this great beat panel where they're just sitting there in awkward silence. And then she's like, "Uh, how are you?" He's been better. We have this wonderfully staged conversation where Rio is refusing to look at her while talking about how he has no idea where to go from here. Because if he looks at her, he'll want to get back together.
1: And he's like, "I don't think that's the right decision to make right now."
0: An emotionally intelligent Rio. Thank you, emotionally intelligent Rio. Like, you lied to me. This is I I still love you. I can't turn it off, but it's not a good idea idea for us to date right now just give me some time that's that's a good decision that's a good healthy thing to do by the way I'll
1: keep your secret I mean it would make my career but it would also break yours it would be a dick move and I'm not gonna do it
0: however that said I think
1: you should reveal it soon and on your own so that way you can control it
0: which is more smart, emotionally intelligent advice from Rio Q Pacheco, boy reporter. And they finally look at each other. Jem says thank you. He says you're welcome. Rio touches her cheek. He definitely strokes her cheek a little and is like, I should go. Like, full on, Commander Shepard, I should go. Nopes out. Oh, these dorks. Oh, and Jerrica's crying.
1: And of course, everybody else is crowding outside the door to listen in.
0: And she opens the door and she's not even surprised that they're out there. We didn't mean to snoop. We were just worried about you. She says, it's okay. And is like, no, it's not. Come here. Aw, hugs. Emily hug. And then Kimber's like, well, silver linings, he's not outing us. Our careers live to fight another day. Kimber. And they all say, like, it's gonna be all right. We're here for you. We stick together, says Rhea, which is also great. Rhea, by the way, has been talking this issue about how, like, she has had brothers, but not sisters, so she uh, was excited about how much less violent and drama Eeya was gonna be. Um, uh, I got some bad news for you, Rhea. And we go out on another family hug. Jerica says, you're right, whatever comes next, so long as we have each other, everything will be okay.
1: Hell yeah, says Jaina.
0: Cue the cross-time caper. <laughs> Our next page is actually a reading guide for that BTT dubs so yeah that's that's the gem ongoing we have a thank you from sarah gatos with a big collection of all the profile art we've also got all of our main covers from the beginning until now and there's an ash can of the recent annual and oh man you guys this comic book has been coming out for over two years 26 issues Holy crud. The Avengers only get 11 issues these days before they get canceled and rebooted. And Jim went for 26. Before it got canceled and rebooted. Yep. If you want to hear a little more about why this is happening in such a way that this is our last issue, definitely check out our interview with Kelly Thompson if you haven't already. Uh, Towards the end, she talks a little about uh, comics industry, how that works, how that functions, and why we're doing a crossover event instead of just like issues 27, 28, 29. Comic books, every... Everybody, they're hecked up. But that is gonna do it for us recapping Gem and the Holograms, the comic book as it is known. <laughs> I have no idea what's coming next, and I'm very excited about that. So join us next time for Gem Infinite, whatever that is. Again, we've been deliberately avoiding all information on it so it can surprise us as much as possible. Yeah. So don't don't worry about it, you guys. We'll be there for you. We'll be ready to scream about whatever it is that happens, especially because we know the Tech Rat's in it. Tech Rat ours son. Our boy. Our beautiful boy. He's grown up so well. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at The Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment, uh, wherever you find our podcast is always really helpful, helps us get discovered, helps our metrics, helps us feel good about not crying, not crying about the end of this book. It's fine. If you want to support us with money, you can do that at patreon.com slash The Gem Jam. Uh, for a couple months a month, you can help support this and other projects like i will fight you uh which is our other podcast has just had a great episode on transformers we've got one coming up on ever after which is gonna be so good join us next time for gem infinite aka the cross time outrageous caper the outrageous cross time caper i like it the outrageous cross time caper it'll be just like 1989 but more outrageous until next time dear listeners i'm annie i'm kit and i'm mac And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you, outrageous means family. Oh, God. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten.